Welcome to Zichud Avsiman, my name is Avram Goldari, and here we're with Yuma, Dav Chav Tes, the third parak, Amalahem Amamuna. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, Rav Nachman made several statements and included a sim for each one. Two of the statements are, Yehuri Averi Kashime Avera, Vesimanech Recha Debisra. Thoughts of sin are worse than sin, and the simon is the aroma of roasting meat. Rashi explains that the smell of roasting meat is very disturbing to someone who can't eat it. The second statement is Migmar Tina Relearning old forgotten material is harder than acquiring new knowledge. And the simon is cement made from old cement. Rashi explains that it's hard to make cement by crumbling and reconstituting an old cement wall than by crumbling fresh dirt. Point number two, Ravasi said, Esther Why is Esther compared with the morning? Rashi brings the Gemara Megillah that Esther said the capital of for the conductor about the morning hind when she reached the chamber of idols to speak to Akashverosh. To tell you that just as the morning is the end of the entire night, so to the redemption wrought by Esther is the end of all the miracles. When the Gemara asks about the miracle of Hanukkah that occurred after Purim, the Gemara answers, We meant to say that Purim is the last miracle allowed to be recorded as part of Tanakh. And point number three, the Mishnah had taught that an animal offering that was shechted at night was invalid and required burning. The father of Rabbi Avin taught a brise that said, Also the malika of a bird or the kamitz of a mincha that was performed at night must be burned. Now the Gemara asked that while it's understandable that a birdle that was nipped at night must be burned because it had already been nipped and therefore there's no way to reverse the process, why should the comets be burned? Let the Kohen return the flour to the pan, contain the rest of the mincha, and then take a new kometz at daytime. Rabbi Avin's father stated the explanation. Klisharis consecrates an offering even not at its proper time. Therefore, once the kometz was placed in the klisharis, even at night, it can no longer be returned to the rest of the mincha. When Rabbi Avin's teaching is challenged based on a brice that teaches that anything offered by day is sanctified by day, but not at night, the Gemara answers that the Kometz is not sanctified regarding being able to offer it, but it's sanctified enough to become invalid. The Gemara further clarifies that the ton of the Brisa holds, that the time frame of night doesn't render something premature, since the night begins the day in Jewish law, whereas Yom Mechusrzman, the time frame of day, does render something premature if it's to be done the following day. So once again, the three topics are number one. Rav Nachman made several statements and included a sim for each one. Two of the statements are, Yehuri Avera Kashumi Avera V'simanech Recha Debisra. Thoughts of sin are worse than sin. And the simon is the aroma of roasting meat. Rashi explains that the smell of roasting meat is very disturbing to someone who can't eat it. And the second statement is, Migmar Batikata Kashmechadusav Simanech Tina Bartina. Relearning old forgotten material is harder than acquiring new knowledge. And the simon is cement made from old cement. Rush explains that it's hard to make cement by crumbling and reconstituting an old cement wall than by crumbling fresh dirt. Point number two, Ravasi said, Why is Esther compared with the morning? Rashi brings the Gemara Megillah that Esther said the capital of for the conductor about the morning when she reached the chamber of idols to speak to Achishverosh. To tell you that just as the morning is the end of the entire night, so to the redemption wrought by Esther is the end of all the miracles. When the Gemara asks about the miracle of Hanukkah that occurred after Purim, the Gemara answers, We meant to say that Purim is the last miracle allowed to be recorded as part of Tanakh. 
And point number three, the Mishnah had taught that an animal offering that was shechted at night was invalid and required burning. The father of Rabbi Avin taught a bryson that said, Also the malika of a bird or the kamitzvah of mincha that was performed at night must be burned. The Gemara asked that, well, it's understandable that a bird oil that was nipped at night must be burned because it had already been nipped and therefore there's no way to reverse the process. Why should the comets be burned? Let the cone return the flour to the pan containing the rest of the mincha and then take a new comets at daytime. Riyavin's father stated the explanation, Klishar's mekachin afilu A klishar's consecrates an offering even not at its proper time. Therefore, once the comets was placed in the klishar's, even at night, it can no longer be returned to the rest of the mincha. Now, when Rabbi Avin's teaching is challenged based on a brace that teaches that anything offered by day is sanctified by day, but not at night, the Gemara answers that the comets is not sanctified regarding being able to offer it, but it's sanctified enough to become invalid. The Gemara further clarifies that the ton of the Brisa holds that the time frame of night doesn't render something premature since the night begins the day in Jewish law, whereas Yom Muchusur's Zman. The time frame of day does remember something premature if it's to be done the following day. All right, so now we go to Simmer Dov Chavtes, and our standard simon is a cot. A cot. So here goes. The princess lying on the cot, surrounded by meat roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning and saw the kamitsa she did at night being burned up as well. Once again, it's the motion. The princess lying on the cot, cot, that must be more duff, chavtes. The princess lying on the cot, surrounded by meat roasting on broken pieces of cement, which reminds us, Rav Nachman made several statements and included a sim for each one. Two of them were, Yehuri Aver Kashume Avera, Vesimanech Recha Debisra, thoughts of sin are worse than sin, and the simon is the aroma of roasting meat. Rashi explains that the smell of roasting meat is very disturbing to someone who can't eat it. And the second statement was, Relearning old forgotten material is harder than acquiring new knowledge. And the simon is cement made from old cement. Rashi explains that it's hard to make cement by crumbling and reconstituting an old cement wall than by crumbling fresh dirt. So the princess lying on the cot surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning. Which reminds Ravasi said, Why is Esther compared with the morning? Rashi brings the morning McGill that Esther said the capital of when she reached the chamber of idols to speak to Achishverosh, to tell you that just as the morning is the end of the entire night, so to the redemption wrought by Esther is the end of all the miracles. When Gemara asks, well, what about the miracle of Hanukkah that occurred after Purim? We meant to say that Purim is the last miracle allowed to be recorded as part of Tanakh. So the princess lying on the cot surrounded by meat, roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning and saw the kamitsa she did at night being burned up as well. Which reminds the Mishnah taught that an animal offering that was shechted at night was invalid and required burning. The father of Rabbi Avin taught a brisa that said, Also the malika of a bird or the kamitsa of a mincha that was performed at night must be burned. The more asks, well, it's understandable that a bird ola that was nipped at night must be burned because it's already been nipped and therefore there's no way to reverse the process. Why should the comets be burned? Let the cone return the flour to the pan containing the rest of the mincha and then take a new comets at daytime. Rabbi Avin's father explained, Klishar's mekachin afil shul bezmano. A klishar's consecrates an offering even not at its proper time. Therefore, once the comets was placed in the klishares, even at night, it can no longer be returned to the rest of the mincha. When this teaching is challenged based on a bride that teaches that anything offered by day is sanctified by day, but not at night, the Gemara answers that the comets is not sanctified regarding being able to offer it, but it's sanctified enough to become invalid. The Gemara further clarifies that the ton of the bride holds, Laila, Eim, Achus, that the time frame of night doesn't render something premature 
since the night begins the day in Jewish law, whereas Yoma, Mechusar, is month. The time frame of day does render something premature if it's to be done the following day. So once again, the prince is lying on the cot, surrounded by meat roasting on broken pieces of cement, woke up in the morning and saw the kamitsu she did at night being burned up as well. All right, now it's time for four blot bat chazar. Tav chav hey. So the silver chav hey is a silver anniversary. So here goes. This silver anniversary dinner, silver anniversary dinner, that must be more daf chav hey. This silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the husband and wife were seated in different halves of the restaurant, which reminds us that Bryce describes how the lots were cast in the Lushkas Agazis. The lots were cast on the eastern side, and the Zakin, referring to a member of the Sanhedrin, who instructed them in the procedure of the pies, sat on the western side. So Abai said, we can learn from this Bryce that the Lushkas Agazis, Chetzi Bekosh, Chetzi Bechol. Half of it was in the consecrated space of the Azor, and half of it was in the unconsecrated space outside the Azor. For if it was complete in the Kodesh space, how could the Zakin sit in the western side, for it said, Ein Yeshiva Bazar, David Bilvad. Sitting in the Azor is not permitted except for the kings from Malchus based David. And if you should say that the entire Lushka was in the Chol space, outside the Azor, how can the Brysa state that the lots were cast in the eastern side? We require manifestation of the Pasuk in the house of God. We walk with excitement, and that would not be the case if we're outside the Azor. Therefore, it must be that the Lushka was half in the Kodesh and half in the Chol. So, the silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the husband and wife were seated in different halves of the restaurant. And then the overly eager waiter brought a near-empty glass of wine to the table, which reminds us, the second Mishnah lists the people involved in bringing the tamid, but doesn't list who is makabal the dumb from the shechita before the zrika. The Gemara asked if we say that the shochet is makabal, because if we say the zork is makabal, perhaps out of his passion to do the zrika, he may not receive all the blood. Rashi explains that later we'll learn that all the blood should be received. Or perhaps we'll say that one who does the zrika receives it, because if the shochet receives it, he can't always do it because there are times when a czar shakes the animal. The Gemara brings a proof that the Zork is makabal the dumb from the fact that Ben Katan made 12 spouts for the cure so that the 12 Kohanim involved in the tummy could sanctify the hands and feet at the same time. If the one who shakes it is makabal the dumb, then there would be 13 Kohanim, not 12. So the silver anniversary dinner was a disaster when the husband and wife were seated in different halves of the restaurant. And then the overly eager waiter brought a near-empty glass of wine to the table and served the wife a plate of cooked tail first. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings a price that teaches a four-way Melchokas regarding the order in which the parts of the Tamir are brought to the Mizbech. All agree the head is first. The Tanakama, who is Ben Azai, says it's brought the way it walks from front to back. Rabbi Yossi says it's offered in the order in which it's skinned from rear to front. Rabbi Kiva says it's offered in the order that it's dismembered. And Rabbi Yossi Aglili says it's offered in the order of its quality. The Tanakama of Armishna holds like Rabbi Yossi Aglili, except that he judges quality by the limb with the most meat, Rabbi Yossi Aguli goes by the fattiness of the meat. Dav Chavav. So the symbol Dav Chavav is a military coup. So here goes. The military coup. Military coup. That must be more Dav Chavav. The military coup to steal the wealth-producing incense altar failed miserably. Which reminds us, the next mission states, that before the third pious, the following announcement is made. Chadashim HaKatoris, Bavafis, who those gone are new to the avoda of offering the Katoris, come and cast lots. The Gemara brings a price that teaches that a person never repeated it, meaning that no one ever offered the Katoris more than once. Vichina said the reason is it's because it brings prosperity to those who perform it. Or she explains that because it made someone wealthy, it didn't allow one to do it twice. Even though the Oas mentioned the same Pusik as the Katoris, when the Pusik speaks of making someone wealthy, it's referring to an infrequent avoda, for otherwise all Kohanim would be rich. 
so that the military coup to steal the wealth-producing incense altar failed miserably. When they couldn't make it through the multitudes of Kohanim, bring the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbeach, which reminds the Mishnah stated that the fourth pious is for a new Kohanim together with the old ones, and determines who brings the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbeach. The Gvorah notes that our Mishnah is not going with the opinion of Rebbe Lezben Yaakov, who was taught in the Mishnah and Tamid. The Rebbe Yaakov says that the one who brings the lamps up onto the ramp is the one who brings them up onto the Mizbeach. The Gvorah explains that Artana maintains that it's preferable to have a larger number of Kohanim participating, because it's stated by Rovam Hadras Melech, with the multitude of people is the glory of the king. Rabbi Elizabeth Yaakov holds that Kohanim who carry the limbs to the ramp should finish the job by taking them to the Mizbech, because in the place of the Shekhin it's not proper conduct to give the impression that a job is too troublesome to finish. So the military coup to steal the wealth-producing incense altar failed miserably. When they couldn't make it through the multitudes of Kohanim, bringing the limbs up from the ramp to the Mizbech, and the two Kohanim carrying the wood. Which reminds us, it was taught in a Bryce where Bishim Yachai says that from where do I know regarding the afternoon tummy that requires two blocks of wood carried by two Kohanim to the Marach on the Mizbech, the Torah states, Va'archu Eitzim, and the sons of Aaron shall place the fire on the Mizbech, and they shall arrange wood on the fire. Since this phrase, Va'archu, has no application in the morning tummy, for it's already written there, then applied to the afternoon tummy. Since the Pasuk is written in plural, Va'archu, we derive that two Kohanim are required. Dab Chavzain, so the similar Dab Chavzain is a kazoo. A kazoo, so here goes. The children who joyously blew their kazoos, kazoos, that must mean we're on Dav Chavzayan. The children who joyously blew their kazoos when they saw their non tati skin and dismember an offering, which reminds the Gmur brings a brice on the bottom of Dav base that teaches regarding a personal offering, Hebshetim bin Yituch and Shavn Bazar. Their skinning and dismemberment are equal in that they may be performed by a czar. Chizki brings initial sources ruling, but it's refuted, and after several attempts to identify the source, the Gemara concludes that it's from the following pasuk concerning the burning of the limbs of an Ola. The hikter akon es hakol, and the kohen shall cause it all to go up in smoke. What does the superfluous mention of a kohen come to teach? to exclude flaying in his memory from the requirement to have a kohen perform it. So the children who joyously blew their kazoos when they saw their non kohen tati skin and dismember an offering, rahashed by six kohanim carrying parts of the tamid, which reminds the Gemara expounds the following pasuk regarding the Ola offering. They shall arrange the sons of Aaron the Kohanim. They shall arrange implies to. The sons of Aaron implies to. Kohanim implies to. We learn from this that the sheep of the Tamid requires six Kohanim to bring its parts to the ramp. Rabbi was bothered by the following difficult. The above Pasuk is discussing the old offering brought from cattle, which requires 24 Kohanim to carry their parts. Rabbi then resolved the difficulty himself. The Pasuk concludes, on the wood that's on the fire that's on the Mizbeach. Since these words are superfluous, since the previous Pasuk mentioned them as well, they must come to teach regarding a matter where they play a significant role. This must be a reference to the sheep of the Tamid. Rashi explains that even if the previous day's arrangement is still burning, a new arrangement must be made for the Tamid. So the children who joyously blew their kazoos when they saw their non tati skin and dismember an offering, rahashed by six Kohanim carrying parts of the Tamid, who heard them all night blowing when their father put wood, on the Maracha, which reminds us, Rabbi Zer objected to ruling said in the name of Yochanan, that Zar Shesidr as a Maracha Chayev, a non kohen arranged the wood on the Maracha is Chayev, referring to Misbidei Shemaim. Rabbi Zer said, Avoda Bazar. Do you ever find an Avoda that's valid if it's performed at night, and yet it's invalid if it's performed by a Zar? Since the arrangement of the wood on the Maracha can be done at night, it should not require a Kohen. The Gemara objects to Rabbi Zera's assumption because of two reasons, and each one is refuted. The Gemara concedes that Rabbi Zera's assumption stands and amends Rabbi Yochanan's statement to Zar Shesidr Shnei Gezirei Eitzim Chayev, a non-Kohen who arranged the two blocks of wood on the Maracha, is Chayev, referring to Misbidei Shemaim. 
due to it being a daytime avoda. Daf Chav Ches. So the symbol of Chav Ches is a strong man, Koach. So here goes. The strong man, strong man. That must be more Daf Chav Ches. The strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived, which reminds us, the opening mission of the third parak states, Amrogamamamuna, the administrator, which Russia defines as a skunk Kongado, says to the assembled Kohanim to go and see if the time of the Shkita for the morning coming had arrived. If it had arrived, the observer would say, Barkai, dawn. Masi ben Shmuel says, Heir Penekoa Mizrach, the eastern sky has lit up. He would then be asked, Adshbe Hebron, as far as Hebron, and he says, yes. Why was this necessary? Because one time, the moon's light rose over the rise and close to morning, and they thought the east had lit up from the sun. And so they shakted the tamid, but then had to take it out to the place of burning. So the strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived, saw an elder in yeshiva tell his loyal servant, which reminds us, Rabbi Chamer said, from the days of our forefathers, yeshivas did not depart from them. He learns from the presence of the Zakanim, of the elders in Mitzrayim in the Midbar, that yeshivas were present there. He continues that Avram Avinu was an elder sitting yeshiva, as it says, Avram Zakain Babi Yamim, Avram was a Zakain well on in years. And Psukim were also brought to prove that Yitzhak and Yaakov were also elders who sat in yeshivas. And Eliezer, the Ebed Avram, was also a Zakain sitting in yeshiva, as it's written, Yomra Avram El Avdoz, Zakain Beisoha Moshe Avram said to his servant, the elder of his household, who controlled all that was his. Rebbe expanded the end of the Pasuk, who controlled all that was his, to mean that Eliezer had dominion over the Torah of his master. He also interprets the words who domestic Eliezer to mean that Eliezer drew from the Torah of his master and gave it to others to drink. Rashi explains that the word domestic is an anachronism of the words he draws and gives a drink. So the strong man who stood on the roof to see if dawn had arrived saw an elder yeshiva tells loyal servant to set up an Arab Tavshilin, which reminds us. Rav said, Kim Avram Avinu called Torah Kula. Avram Avinu fulfilled the entire Torah, as it says, Ekev Asher Shama Avram Avakoli, Bishmar Bishmarti, Mitzvah Sai, Chukosai, Bishorosai. Because Avram obeyed my voice and observed my safeguards, my commandments, my statutes, my laws. Rav said, and some say it was Ravashi, Kim Avram Avinu Avil Eruv Tavshilin. Avram Avinu fulfilled even the Rabbanan of Eruv Tavshilin, as is written in the Pasuk Torosai, my laws in the plural. Which indicates both the written law and the oral law. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from previous Masechus. Number one, we should have to learn that Azar is permitted to arrange wood on the Maracha since an avoda done at night can be done by Azar. That's on Duff. Good number two, which stuff do we learn that relearning forgotten material is like making cement from broken pieces of cement? That's on Duff. Good number three. Which something that the Avos learned in yeshivas as well as Eliezer Eved Avram? That's on Daf. Good number four. Which stuff we have a bright that taught a four-way machlokes regarding the order the parts of the Talmud were brought to the Mizbeach? That's on Daf. Good number five. Which stuff that we learned that the Kamisa that was done at night is burned and cannot be returned to the flower because the Klisharis was Mekadashit? That's on Daf. Good number six. Which stuff do we learn that six Kohanim bring the parts of the Tamid up to the ramp? That's on Duff. Chavzayin. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn that Avram Avinu kept the entire Torah, even their abundance, such as Eruv Tavshilin? That's on Duff. Chavches. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn that Kohanim were only permitted to bring the Torahs once, since it makes them wealthy? That's on Duff. Chavav. Good number nine. Which stuff to go in the shear for removing the ash for the Trumas Adeshin is a Komitz? That's on Duff. 
Chavdal. Good. Number 10, which stuff did we learn that Esther is compared to the Shachar? Because just like the morning is the end of the night, she was so called Nisim, that's on Dav. Chavtas. Great. Now the three bonus questions. Number one, which stuff did we learn that the Gula will come if we keep two Shabbos and Kehochasa? That's on Dav. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn if one finds chametz on Pesach, you should cover it with a kli, which is not necessary if one finds chametz from Hekdish. That's on Duff. Vavim Sachim. Good. Number three. Which stuff do we have a Makos Beisham Beisila, what one does with the excess coins that had accumulated for the Maxis a Shekel? That's on Duff. Vavim Shkalim. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.